Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Go Fox Yourself podcast, and I am your host, Mr. Fox. Today, I intend to talk about the movie Halloween Ends. But before I get into Halloween Ends, I kind of want to backtrack to my last podcast only because apparently there are some Karens out there led by one specifically who decided to start a group to remove Art the Clown from the movie theater, specifically the Terrifier 2 movie. And in the process, this group has apparently attacked me as well as uh, other people that have had some nice things to say about Terrifier 2. Now, I am all about freedom of speech, Don't get me wrong. However, if you're going to attack me because I had something nice to say and I, I don't know, apparently have an opinion that you are a horrible parent because your child snuck out, saw a bad movie in the sense of that it was gruesome and horrible to the point to where they're having nightmares... It's your own fault. So, for those of you that have basically been attacking my Facebook account, trying to silence me, for God's sakes, I mean, it's not like I have a bunch of fans or anything, but um, I hope you all die in a fire. I, I know it sounds... Somewhat harsh for something this petty, but if you're going to really go out of your way on something like this, you really, I, I honestly don't understand how you actually can breathe. Uh, you're a waste of oxygen, in my opinion. Nonetheless, moving on to Halloween ends. Now, before I get started with tearing this movie apart. And yes, there are going to be spoilers in this review. I just want to get this off my chest. For all of you people out there still blathering about Laurie Strode being Michael Myers' brother, or Michael Myers' sister. Why? It's already been said that this timeline has nothing to do with any relationship between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. It's also been a proven fact that the first Halloween was never intended to be written as Laurie Strode being Michael Myers' sister. It was just something the studio wanted, another Michael Myers film, so John Carpenter created that little side plot. That's it. This timeline from Halloween 2018 to Halloween ends with this trilogy is based solely off the first movie. And it has nothing to do with that relationship. It doesn't exist. So get over it. Now, in regards to this touching tale of a man's obsession with a woman... 
We open up with the first 10 minutes of this movie with a guy babysitting a little piece of shit. And I say that because I found this kid to be fucking annoying. Almost as bad as that little piece of shit off the movie Babadook. However, the opening scene so much with this movie is by far what I feel is one of the best openers to a horror movie. <clears throat> now, as the story opens up, it's been four years after Halloween Kills. And Michael Myers is basically out of the picture, nowhere to be found. And it's Halloween night. The babysitter and this kid are watching horror movies like you would expect. And then he goes to make something in the kitchen... And then all of a sudden the kid disappears. So he puts the knife back on the counter, goes looking for the kid, comes back into the kitchen, realizes the knife is gone, and like a fucking idiot, decides to investigate further by going upstairs. Now any person with any common sense would obviously walk out the front door calling the cops on their cell phone. But no, he goes upstairs. Which kind of helps with the scene. Because without it, we wouldn't have the scene. He goes upstairs, investigates into a room where the door's open. And this house has got to be about three stories high. And I know some of you are probably thinking, well, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Trust me, it gets better. So he goes into the room. Kid locks him in there. Realizes the kid locks him in there and starts banging on the door. And, well, you can pretty much tell the guy is Pretty much claustrophobic because he starts losing his shit. Then, parents start walking in through the front door. And what they hear is the guy behind the door, about three stories high, yelling out that he's going to kill this little shit while he's banging on the door with his foot in his hand. <clears throat> Finally, he kicks the door open. And this is where it gets so much better. The door slams into the kid. Kid falls back. Drops over the banister. And falls three stories like a flying brick into the floor. F fucking fantastic if you ask me. Then it zeroes in on the parents shock. Because really what you see is from the backside of the parents... As you see the body just fall straight down. It was glorious. Parents looked down at the kid. And honestly I found the scene very therapeutic. Because you start seeing the blood just pouring out the kid's head. And then they look up. To this dumbass hanging over the banister. With this look on his face like. Well shit. That's third degree murder. And. Then we cut out to the rest of Halloween ends. Now, I was pretty torn with this movie. The movie isn't bad as a movie. Okay. Uh, and I'll get into all that. However, what I go, or when I go to see a horror movie, a Halloween movie with Michael Myers in it, I expect to see Michael Myers just tearing shit up. 
But we don't get that with this movie. As its own movie, it's not bad. And I don't want to basically, you know, turn people away from this movie because uh, it's not a bad movie. It's just, in my opinion, it's not a Halloween movie. <clears throat> what you end up with are basically scenes throughout because Laurie Strode is writing a book, so it basically ends up monologuing of her telling her story throughout the movie. And then, of course, this kid who was babysitting, well, killing the kid that he was babysitting, uh, ends up getting harassed by the local folks of Haddonfield. And you end up seeing that deterioration of this kid's mind, so to speak, or his sanity, <laughs> because he ends up almost throughout this movie slowly starting to decline into the very thing that Haddonfield's afraid of, which is the boogeyman. However, for four years, there has been no boogeyman. And it's interesting because there's a part in the movie where Laurie Strode ends up meeting the mother of this guy in a bar. And she says, well, I know your son. He's dating my granddaughter now. And the mother just looks at her and basically in disgust and explains to her, I don't like you. Mainly because... The way she sees it is that her Michael Myers was the boogeyman of Haddonfield. But because for four years there's been no boogeyman, now the people of Haddonfield have adopted her own son as being the new boogeyman of Haddonfield. And in truth, that is exactly what he becomes. Uh, there is a scene where he ends up trying to run away from a situation where he's feeling harassed. And he winds up in sort of the sewer and runs into Michael Myers, where he's been hiding out this entire time. And instead of the Michael Myers that we have been seeing, like the one from Halloween Kills, that pretty much decimates a fourth of the population of Haddonfield, not to mention Laurie Strode's daughter, there's this port, so to speak, where the guy looks at Michael Myers. It's almost like, meant like, like idol worship. And Michael Myers is about to kill him, but instead Michael Myers hesitates. And it sort of makes us look at the whole concept of Dr. Loomis. When Dr. Loomis describes to Sheriff Brackett in the first movie that he had looked into the eyes of Michael Myers and all he could see was pure evil. And one can only assume that Michael Myers saw that same thing with this kid. <coughs> However, back to where I'm torn about this movie. I expected to see Michael Myers tearing shit up. I expected to see a movie with more of Michael Myers. 
Instead, we find Michael Myers in the sewer like a broke-back bitch version of Pennywise hiding out in the sewer, depressed, where the only thing that probably floats is the shit Haddonfield flushes down their toilet. Now, again, it's not actually a bad movie, but if you're going to see Michael Myers, you're going to be disappointed. Because basically where it goes from there is that this kid ends up killing people of Haddonfield as the boogeyman, so to speak. And then as it gradually progresses, Michael Myers starts becoming stronger and ends up assisting him to the point to where we finally get to the final showdown. And quite frankly, the final showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers, it wasn't a bad conclusion. But the movie itself, like I said, between the relationship aspect between Laurie Strode's granddaughter and this guy, the whole thing with Laurie Strode and her monologuing as she's writing up this story, which I get, but there was no Michael Myers, at least not the one that we expected to see. Now, personally... I look at this movie, and for what it's worth, it wasn't bad. Honestly, on its own, it stands out just fine as a perfectly decent horror movie. But as a Halloween Michael Myers film, I was left flaccid. About as flaccid as a windsock in the calm. Which is why I'm going to give this movie... Two foxes out of five. And I know it seems a bit harsh, but hey. I wanted to see Michael Myers. I didn't get Michael Myers. What I got was a little, well, depressed version of what I wanted to see. And instead I got basically a movie about Laurie Strode's book and this babysitter now becoming the boogeyman of Haddonfield. But whatever. By itself, it's not a bad movie. Like I said, I don't intend to turn you away from it. If you want to go see it, go see it. You could stream it on Peacock. It's, like I said, it's not a bad movie. It's just not a Halloween movie. So, two out of five foxes. Go fox yourself. Good night.